like when we get married. I Can think, I put this on um, record? <laughs> <laughs> This is Kat. And this is Christine. This is Us, The Little People Podcast. This is gonna be a chit-chat of two little Bisaya women about life, love, and growing. Growing as in not taller, but growing as better versions of ourselves. Recording this Saturday, Feb 27th, 10.21 a.m. And it's probably our third episode, formal third episode. Katrina yes, and I are official. back! Yay! Yay! Round of applause! Um, it's been a while. We've actually recorded two episodes before this, but the first episode, it was too personal. It was recorded during my birthday and we were talking about, you know, turning 20... Oh, oh god i even forgot 27 we don't keep track anymore yeah, yeah exactly when we turned 27 yeah. last year during the pandemic we were like talking so many personal stuff then after editing it i actually edited it already um into from one minute one hour 30 minutes to 40 minutes i trimmed it down mm-hmm. and it was and i realized that this is too personal i don't think i'm ready to put it out there so i scrapped it out and then we recorded again something was it last week or two weeks ago two weeks ago um, we were talking about was it job work career thing. Yeah, yeah work and career but i accidentally deleted it because i was like cleaning yeah. up my de- my uh hard drives yeah it's gone so <laughs> we're recording a new episode today and hopefully i keep track of this i edit it <laughs> on the right time and i you know i don't delete it accidentally again <laughs> so good morning everyone <laughs> good morning hi god good morning good morning day today i'm so you? happy that we're doing I'm fine. I'm I'm great. You know, um, it's been an eventful week, and even the day is eventful for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, work was busy. But in general, I was really looking forward to the podcast because, you know, it's an exciting topic, especially for me. <laughs> you know yes. how excited I get when it comes to these things. So. Yay. Yeah, we're finally recording it. Yep. Um, <laughs> talking about exciting topics. So in this episode, we're going to talk about coffee and Balud Coffee hey. uh, to be specific. Balud Coffee is Kat and Neo's business. And so we're going to yeah. talk more about coffee. How did you guys get into coffee? What pushed mm-hmm. you guys into opening up a business in Zamboanga and even naming it Balud, right? Mm-hmm. It's so interesting right, right. to me. We thought of a lot of topics. We have lists. Kat actually messaged me with Mm -hmm. a list, a bunch of topics. We were supposed to even talk about, you know, your married life and me and my work and music. And we just decided today, let's just talk about coffee because it relaxes us. And so (laughs) let's start. (laughs) Let's start with how did you get into coffee? What was your journey getting so into it? Like the interest, where did it come from? <laughs> okay, before anything, you know, I just wanted to um, put a disclaimer that we're not yet coffee professionals. And you would 
further understand where we're coming from, you know, when I answer this question, but we're not coffee professionals yet. Um, we haven't um, had the chance to attend any formal training or workshop about coffee, but a lot of the things are that we know about coffee have been picked up along the way. So for Neo and I, we actually just started like another normal person, you know, drinking coffee just for the caffeine because he wanted to... Um, you know, you wanted to wake up and be ready for a day's activity, things like that. And then we started with instant coffee, you know, three in one, and then eventually going into black coffee. And we thought that was the most intense we could ever have. And then we went into our travels uh, sometime in 2016. Uh, during our hikes and during some of our beach trips, we met a lot of coffee growers and coffee producers and had the opportunity to drink brewed coffee from the mountains, uh, from from the beaches. And then we thought that, you know, this is another experience because when we drink the coffee, we also get to connect with the community that's growing it. And I think that somehow started this thought in our minds that, oh, there's more to coffee than just the caffeine that it yeah. has. And then eventually, I think one thing led to another because we attended a couple of events and eventually met people who are already in the business. And they talked about or shared about their journey and experience as baristas and eventually cafe owners. And then I think that's when we um, really started to take it seriously, buying small brewing equipment and going into like coffee shops talking to baristas and asking them about the coffee and then learning along the way about the beans, the variety, the flavors, and then how to properly brew it. Mm -hmm. But it's not until we transferred to Zamboanga where we both have more stable jobs (laughs) and more money to buy the equipment that um, less stress. uh, (laughs) Less stress, yeah. More time, more finances to to really focus on the clearer mindset. uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That that's a time that we really had more, um, more. Yeah, more appreciation for the coffee scene. And I think that it also fueled us to dive even deeper doing online. We we did a couple of online courses and we also did coffee crawls. In fact, I did a coffee coffee crawl with you. Yeah. I think that was such an experience for us. Yeah, for me so especially. I, As someone who just drinks, you know, um three in one, I'm a latte girl. I'm really a newbie, a noob <laughs> when it comes to coffee. It's just a form of survival for me in a day. Um and, mm-hmm. and being able to experience a coffee crawl with you, was it two years ago? It was like oh, yeah, yeah there is there are different <laughs> tastes in coffee and there are different kinds mm. of beans and these nutty flavors, this fruity flavors mm. would really come out if you really experience this. I, I didn't know about it and it was you who introduced me to those things. So I think um, from that experience, welcome, Dai. From that <laughs> experience, I think you know that you know, baristas and even other people in the community are very generous with their time, with their wisdom so to speak and they would really share about the coffee and that was our starting point we picked up from other people who have been generous with us even strangers who would talk Mm -hmm. to us about coffee or what else they have tried that really made us fall in love with it yeah and it never left after that it just kept 
intensifying and going further and further until the Balid coffee was born. <laughs> yeah, very interesting because when we look back in our younger years, college years or even high school, I I hated coffee when I was young because Really? Who, who likes coffee? <laughs> I, 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 hate, I hated coffee. No, I, I love okay. my milk and my chocolates. <laughs> I hated coffee, but when I got into college, it was a necessary concoction. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, great right. Because I needed it to survive and I needed it to stay awake and stay up. I never pull an all-nighter. You know that I sleep at nine, yeah. 10, 10 p.m. in school. I I just l- like sleeping a lot. That's just me. <laughs> I sleep <laughs> a lot and never grew taller, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> so I think it was um I got comfortable drinking like the three in ones before in college and the McDonald's coffee. <laughs> yeah, you know I had an obsession with the McCafe in fourth yeah. year. But I love McDonald's. By yeah, the way. yeah, exactly. I love McCafe. As soon as I started working as well, and you start pull an all-nighter for your reports and stuff then you drink more and more and more coffee and more and then when you get exposed to like meetings outside of your office you know Mm -hmm. what i love about coffee is it makes you alive in the most critical days of your life but (laughs) you know when you have a client that you need to meet friends you want to meet it bonds people together like yeah. It makes people It's calm. about conversations, right? Exactly, right? That's how I felt about coffee when I started working, especially when we were we were both working in PR agencies before you worked in Manila, I worked in Cebu. Mm-hmm. And usually when we do these client client meetings and have to go outside on the field, it's usually coffee that bonds people together. Would you say that your interest in coffee was brought from your numerous hikes and travels and even even the mm-hmm. dev work that you're doing? Like it naturally just embedded almost in your adult life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a combination of that because as I said, you know, we first experienced like real brewed coffee straight from producers when we went on our travels or our hikes. But at the same time, I have grown to really appreciate farmers because of the job that I have. That's why when we eventually created Balud Coffee, we wanted to make sure that, I mean, yeah, sure, there are a lot of high-quality coffee beans from outside the Philippines. And even in the specialty coffee scene, um, the Philippines is not yet at the upper ranks but because I am in dev work and I have worked with a lot of farmers um, producing various crops, I felt like if we wanted to uh, develop the local coffee scene, then we have to give them a share of the spotlight so that you know they could also grow and be noticed. So that's why when we created Balud also, we wanted to make sure that we put the local coffee first. It's not to say, of course, that it's exclusively local. We haven't decided on that one yet. But local muna. Let's focus first on looking at our Filipino coffee (laughs) producers. And then eventually, let's see what would happen or unfold in the next years. So yeah, the dev work was really a part of it. Because now it's easier to connect as well, uh, straight with the farmers organizations, which are our suppliers for the beans that we have at Balud. Because we already know how they operate and we already know how to deal with them properly, ensuring that you know they're not shortchanged for whatever mm-hmm. it is that they produce. And also, 
because my my work now at Dev is also writing about this farmers organization. So now, even with Balud, I also wanted to write about the organizations that we partner with. Because again, um, mm. I want them to have the exposure. I want exactly. them to have the exposure and, uh, you know, a proper description or a proper marketing of their products. There are a lot of coffee businesses out there and siguro it, it's not part of their priority or not part of yeah. their branding yet. So for some of them, it's just enough that, okay, these beans are from, let's say, Sagada or, yeah. or sometimes they don't or even whatever. label yeah, the origin properly. And yeah. that's them. Yeah. But for us, we wanted to make sure that let's talk about the producers, where they're mm-hmm. coming from. Let's put the face on who are producing the coffee before we even try to like put it out on the ground that, hey, I'm here enjoying my specialty coffee. Let's honor whoever is you know, toiling the soil and yeah. ensuring that we have a proper cup in the first place. Oh, yeah. I'm so proud of you. When did you guys Aww. move back to Zamboanga nga? Again, 2017, was it? Yeah, 2017. 2017, yeah. So that was four years ago. Yeah. Oh my God, I feel so old. I feel so old. Don't mention My pores. My wrinkles are starting to be more defined. (laughs) You mentioned earlier that both you and Neo decided to really get into it when you moved Move to Zamboanga <laughs> because you guys are working there already after your stint in in the Manila. <laughs> when did you guys decide to make it as a business? Properly, legally, on paper uh-huh. <laughs> business. <laughs> when did um, you guys start the conversation? Like, you know what? I'm actually interested in creating a business out of this passion mm-hmm. and with our backgrounds. And now that we're capable of doing it, then why not create a business? I think the timeline, 2019, we yeah. already started talking about a business, but because we were, you know, let's not um, finalize this yet. And, you know, it was, <laughs> and then um, this also, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 29, that was 2019, but we already created, like, mm. um, we didn't have it registered yet on paper. And I think we didn't even do anything yet. We were just um, trying Coming to rule here and there. Yeah. yeah. And then, just creating an account and on IG and Instagram that's mm-hmm. solely for coffee posts. Yeah, that was the original thing that we don't know yet how we would go through with this. So like right now, let's just keep posting about our yeah. views or what coffee shop we go to. And then yeah. Yeah, that's just it. And uh, then, so, so basically, that was 2019. So basically, it started with an idea of just sharing your love for coffee, right? Yeah. You just created yeah. an account, an email. An Instagram where you just put all of your it's just a folder yes. of photos basically like you have your yes. own Instagram <laughs> for your own stuff and then you create another Instagram for your love of coffee because it just looks aesthetically good <laughs> if you just <laughs> separate it <laughs> yeah yeah that's true yeah, and yeah. We, we keep on seeing a lot of accounts doing that mm-hmm. which which are not um, going into business or going to the coffee business. So we thought that, you know, let's just start with this one. And then eventually later, if you wanted to turn it into something else, then we already have the platform. We already reserved the name on IG. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this was 2019. Um, 2019, yeah. Or late um, 2018, somewhere there. Okay, got it. So when did you guys decide to like, Actually, let's turn it up a couple of notch and <laughs> register this thing. 
<laughs> I think we were one of those um, um, pandemic businesses because oh. we had so much time in our hands. Remember, um, we were on our during the pandemic. Yeah. I thought you started we, we it did local. We mm-hmm. did local brews. We, ha- we had small batches of brewing, but it was mostly for friends. We didn't even promote it that much. We just wanted to like brew it for friends. So like yeah. friends could order cold brew from us yeah. and then we bring it to them or like we can brew for them on site. But it wasn't anything it's specific. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't anything serious. Like we didn't run numbers. It was like, like a okay, let's just price it. Passion project, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we... So again, there were no plans, nothing concrete about it. And then because um, because pandemic. of the pandemic, and we already had our platform, we were mm-hmm. already starting like with small steps. And we thought that you know we have time now. Yeah. To like we're locked up to get anyway. Some of the yeah <laughs> might as well get productive. <laughs> That's why I told you that for the past year, because it's been almost a year since I went home to Dumaguete, I've been only. Going traveling to work less. and then, yeah, traveling less. There's nothing to look forward to. Exactly. <laughs> except for, except that we have Balud. And so yeah. now our hands are kind of busy with it because we're finally doing something that we have been thinking of yeah. for like the past two years. So in a way. Yeah. Do you think if the pandemic didn't happen, do you think Balud would actually be an actual business last year? Um, it was definitely uh, within the timeline or already. But as I said uh, before, I didn't want to go anything specific until we got married. Mm-hmm. It's a <laughs> it's a paper thing. This is a personal thing. I like invest ko into like a business or a big investment mm-hmm. with somebody that what if mawala ning a person kalit? Something uh, like that. I have right. trust issues. Wow. So, we all have. So, <laughs> so even before, even before I've always wow. felt like, okay, if I'm going to invest in something, I want to be smart about it. Yeah, okay. Not that I don't trust me. Of course, like I already know that I'm going to marry this guy. But the 1% chance that we yeah. will not push through with the wedding. So yeah. what's going to happen if we yeah. invested a lot in a business? So like, exactly. okay, after na na, after when, like when we get married, I Can think, I put this on um, record? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's a fun uh, marriage thing. It's a fun thing, right? Yeah, it's yeah, not it's bad. Okay. I mean, that's valid. It's okay. I mean, people should be smart about yeah, this. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't it's just like owning a dog <laughs> and you guys are both yeah. the parents. Like, when you break up, then where yeah. will the dog go? <laughs> yeah, it's that's why like even that. for... Yeah, we have dogs, the right? but like even before, like we didn't really have a mm. shared um responsibility with the dogs because I didn't I didn't want to be very how do you call this? Magbulag mo and then yeah, mm. and then you're so attached. It's like a baby when you have an yeah, animal. Exactly. Even when you have a business, it's like a baby. So exactly. So because you're poor, so you, you have pour your heart sure. money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, money. Your time. That's time. Yeah, exactly. And, that's a, and you have your emotional attachment anything that has been created or born with someone raised yeah, with it's someone right exactly it's oh my god so yeah but you know what <laughs> in my perspective as well looking at your business i think i wouldn't say the pandemic's a blessing the pandemic is never a blessing but yeah 
it gave you guys the time to actually do it in a much bigger scale than you initially expected yes. it, right? Yeah. I think so. And also, yeah. I think it was a right decision to actually make it as a business because if you guys would keep on, let's just wait it out, let's wait it out, and then mm-hmm. you know, we, we'll never know if we're going to be alive for the next couple yeah. of years with this freaking pandemic. <laughs> Might as well just do it now. <laughs> I, think, I think that was also like a switch for us because they're like, what if, okay, this is kind of dark, but you know, like, <laughs> yeah. what if we die? Yeah, exactly. We die or like uh, our loved ones die or like our, your partner dies and then you never got to realize yeah. something that you've been planning in your mind for so long. Yeah. Like you're really there. You just have to take that one step outside and you never did it because you're too scared of, you know, mm-hmm. you're too scared that you're going to fail. So yeah. We did it. We did it. But we of course, it. um, Yay. it's still calculated. <laughs> exactly. Of course, you still need to be to, like, smart use about a lot it. of money. Yeah, mm-hmm. still calculated. But we did it. We stepped mm-hmm. out into the light. Yeah. And now we have Balud. Balud. Now let's talk about Balud. We've huh? we've talked about your journey in coffee and the baby steps that you guys had to take in order to actually make this as an actual business. Why Balud? How did you guys choose? The the name of the brand and what does it represent? What's the brand about? I always tell this to people when they ask, like, why Balud? Uh, it's because when we envisioned uh, the brand in the first place, Neo and I were both beach people. Like, yeah. I grew up near the near mm-hmm. near the sea. Yeah, mm-hmm. I grew up by the beach, so it was a common thing for me to go to the beach. Like on a daily basis. It's just for natural. Neo. Yeah, for Neo, um, he he didn't grow up like me, but he fell in love with the beach vibes in general. With you, so we were, <laughs> <laughs> with me. <laughs> so, so we felt like, what's that moment that we wanted framed in our minds all the time? Then we felt we love the mountain. Yes, definitely, mm. but. It's really the beach that we wanted. Like, if we were made to choose, like, where we would stay for for like the rest of our lives, if we had that option, it would definitely be somewhere near the beach. Yeah. And then, so that's the vibe that we wanted to go to. Now, um, we didn't want it to name it beach. with an English word or a Tagalog word. Ocean. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many things. Like, yeah, because but, yeah, it could be seashells and stuff. Yeah. Why balloon? Yeah. We chose a Visaya word because, of course, we're Visaya. Like we're very Visaya. I, I'm very, I'm a very, yeah, I'm very Visaya. So, mm-hmm. so let's just call it something that you know represents a place that we mm-hmm. we consider home. Mm-hmm. With a word that would also remind us of something that we could consider oh. our safe place. So it's so we decided to call it Balud. The beauty yeah. of that word as well is. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's both wave mm-hmm. is, yeah, yeah. is a noun and also it's a, it's a verb. It flows and mm-hmm. it has its motion, just like both of you guys. Aww. <laughs> you're, Aww. you're like you guys, your spirits and souls, your, uh, let's not get too emotional <laughs> and metaphorical. But yeah, that's why I yeah. love the word. Because if you chose something like mm-hmm. mountain or a peak or something in Bisaya, it's not as impactful as balud, right? Yeah, I, I really feel like it represents us. It represents like what we want to emulate with the brand. 
when we also conceptualize Balud when we're starting like last year. So as I mentioned, we wanted to focus on local first and mm-hmm. we wanted to talk about the farmers. The brand is really more of conversations as well. We want to make sure that fe- that people also feel that that's that they have a space to talk to us about their coffee or how they enjoy their cup. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not we don't want it to be a one-sided one-sided kind of conversation. Yeah. Um, we want, want to, to be inclusive encourage well. them to talk to us. Exclusive. Yeah. yeah, you don't want it to be exclusive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want them to like converse with us, like share with us their thoughts. Um, we're always open to like conversations and even to um, comments about our our products. Uh, we're not closing or shutting our doors from what other people would like to share because that's not the vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the vibe is really, you know, yeah, information, like being able to exchange ideas with other people. I think that's what we wanted to do. What's so the tagline even in, again of Balloon? You have a tagline yeah, in your packaging. It's brewing coffee, making waves. Yeah. Oh, okay, got it. It's a no. It's in English. <laughs> uh, how do you translate it in Bisaya? Uh, brewing. There's no word for brewing, na ba? I think there is. I think there is. I think there is. Timog kafe raman. Timpla. Timpla is make brew Bisaya. Oh my god! I'm actually googling. Reohanon cerveza. What is this? Brew, cerveza, brewer, brewing, cerveza. Cerveza. Brews, re, ohan. Pero cerveza is beer, eh. Yeah, exactly. Beer is also oh, brew. Brewing. Anyway, doesn't matter. You expressed yourself anyway. And you're going international soon, so wow. <laughs> wow, wow. You'll wow. never know. <laughs> Might as well use English for the slogan. And also yeah. what the brand vision is. Because you mentioned earlier uh, when it started as an Instagram account, you just mm-hmm. wanted to put all of your, you know, knowledge, interest, passions, your coffee crawls in just one place. Mm-hmm. So it's more yeah. like what you said again. It encourages people to get into the conversation of their coffee preferences because your dev work actually made you realize about the producer's point of view, yeah, the, farmer's the farmer's point of view as well. Yeah. So how does that mix with your brand vision for Balud? That's why um, when we package... Um, we tried to make it, of course, as cost-efficient as possible. But we included a lot of info materials about mm-hmm. the farmers. Uh, when we put together our uh, gift boxes last December, mm-hmm. we put um, info cards about each of our producers mm-hmm. so that, you know, it's something that they can read through. Aside from the fact that these are also posted on our social social media accounts. Mm-hmm. So they already have, like, information of the farmers. Even in our labels, the name of the producers are there. The origin is there. It's it's proper labeling, Um it's a. It's also a practice, in fact, for specialty coffee to really label your. Yes. To really label your um, coffee packs properly, um, I think we're also following through with what the international standard is in terms of um, specialty coffee producers. So yeah, the proper label, the variety, 
the location or the origin, the producers, it's all there, including the, the transparency in the process of the coffee because that's also part of um, specialty coffee. They have to know like what's the process for this coffee bean, um, what was the roasting date for this coffee bean. So that's all in our packs. Yeah, we get to highlight our farmer producers. And then even in our social media spaces, that's also the focal point of our conversations. It's also mm-hmm. about the producers and also the processes by which they're able to produce the beans that mm-hmm. we offer at Balibid. Yeah, I think that's for the branding in general. Mm-hmm. For the vision, I think at first, the plan was for us to just offer coffee beans mm-hmm. uh, because that was the easiest way to get into the market um, mm-hmm. without having to sacrifice any part of the chain because it's easier to... Sorry, um, by chain you mean? Like the entire... Because you could have... You could offer coffee beans or you could offer ground beans already, the mm-hmm. one ready for brewing. And then you could also offer already brewed no, coffee okay. um, but for us um, it's easier for us to get the supply and then to also distribute this without mm-hmm. having to sacrifice the quality of the product mm-hmm. if we go for coffee beans first because we were worried a lot about offering brews already if we don't have the complete equipment yet or the know-how and the time so because yeah, you guys have a, because both of you guys are doing full-time <laughs> jobs. It would be yeah. very impractical and tiring. Yeah. And then so we we went with the beans first because we didn't have to sacrifice the quality of the products. Uh eventually now we're venturing into a pop-up. We have a pop-up. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a Sunday thing. When it's a it mobile start? cart. Last week, just last week, that was our first ever pop-up. It's uh, it's in a gasoline station where most of the mo- motorbike riders um, have their stopover for their morning or So where is that? Works. So that when people from Zamboanga get to listen mm-hmm. to this, char, charing, <laughs> they can drive. Buenas. <laughs> Please visit us, Shell Gasoline Station at Barangay de Vesoria. Mm. It's a popular stopover for uh, bike Merchant. riders. Wherever you find the bikers or the yeah the motorcycle riders, we're there. So yeah, so it's a first. It's our first pop up last week, and then we're doing another one tomorrow, another Sunday. Um, so that's our first time. So is time this gonna to be your weekly thing? Yeah. Uh, yes, we look forward to making it a weekly thing already, and probably explore other locations for other time slots or other days, just so you know we could service a bigger group. Now that we have already like synchronized how we could do our on-site brewing, because before we weren't as confident, because again we don't have a lot of the material, so we might have to sacrifice a portion of the brewing method or things like that. But now because the material is complete and we already know how to function and like a pop-up setup, we're more confident that we could expand our offerings from just coffee beans or the specialty coffee beans that we have to already brewing specialty coffee on site. So hopefully mm-hmm. it's something that people also enjoy while, you know, having a taking a walk with their family or bringing their dogs outside or things like that. Yeah. They can stop over and have the coffee with us. Oh, that's nice. 
Also, I'm just curious, Scott, because you guys started as consumers of coffee mm. a couple of years back. And now that you're you're on the other end mm. of the chain, <laughs> so mm. what did you guys learn? I'm sure there are a lot of uh. things that you guys learned <laughs> that were surprising, especially running a business and actually sourcing and distributing yeah. and being in the industry. Like, what are the new things, both I wouldn't say bad, but both good and the not so good <laughs> that yeah. you guys learned. Oh, well, the good things we learned to really appreciate the coffee industry in general. Before it was more like, to be honest, of course, when you start, it's like, why is this so expensive or yeah. why is this so complicated? Yeah. And, and expensive, especially. Things. Why is this yeah. expensive? Because specialty coffee is expensive. It's not yeah, like it's supposed to be pack, right? People yeah, don't yeah. understand it because especially those who are not informed or educated about it, they would really ask why. Why do I have to spend <laughs> this much for this amount of coffee when I can just get this one at a cheaper price, right? Why? Yeah, so that there's the appreciation for the coffee scene, right? And then there's also this like bigger understanding of the process um, from the farming to the producing to the roasting or the processing and then to the brewing. So that's a whole chain for the coffee before it gets to your cup. Um, so we really learn to appreciate that. And we learn to appreciate the knowledge that there already is in the market and then the generosity of the people. So those are the good things that we picked up. But now that you mentioned, of course, the questions that usually come from other people's minds, especially when they're still starting coffee or they're not as exposed to specialty coffee, I want to take this time to already talk about why there is rather an expensive price coffee cup compared to like your usual three-in-one or your usual brewed coffee even because there are some people who would also ask us that uh, why it's too expensive when in fact they compare it to like brewed coffee in general well as you mentioned no this is specialty coffee that we are talking about and it sets it apart from like the usual coffee uh experience that you have for specialty coffee it's really a meticulous process. Even the farming is screened thoroughly to ensure that you only get the good quality beans, right? And then even for the sorting process for the producers, they really take the time to pick out the bad cherries or like the bad the bad blooms from uh from the basket and that's something that you don't do with a machine because you know the producers themselves they have the eye to really see like this one is not good enough for specialty coffee they're sorting and then there's also um ensuring that your processing is clean everything is sorted the size of the bean in fact even matters the variety of the bean matters and then finally you have your roasting and by roasting it doesn't always go as the darker the better mm -hmm. there is balance in roasting and there is science in roasting just as in science. anything that you cook doesn't it anything that you cook yeah and as i always explain it to people there are other people who don't get it like what's the difference with this cup with this other yeah. cup when they're mm -hmm. both like brewed coffee it looks hot the same coffee <laughs> and it, it looks the same. the same and then i always try to explain it to them like do you drink beer because if so i know that you can tell the difference between like a red horse a san miglite 
Mm. Uh, San Miguel Pale Pilsen, a Cerveza Negra, and then the rest of the other kind of beers out there. Yeah. That's the same with a coffee cup. You yeah. have an acquired taste or there are days when you also have like, I want to go for a sweeter one or I want to go for a lighter one or a heavier cup. Mm-hmm. So that is the same thing as, you know, brewing for specialty coffee or tasting specialty coffee versus tasting like your beers, your various beers. Like, why do you have a beer preference? It's the same thing as why people have their their coffee preference as well. And in most cases, the flavors of coffee, the many flavors that can have from like sour or like citrusy to wine and flowery or tea-like yeah. to the chocolate, which is yeah. the usual flavor the note. The nutty, nutty one. Yeah, the nutty one. I never it can knew only be it achieved something like that. It can only be achieved if you grow and process and brew it properly. And again, it's one whole chain. And that's what you're paying for. I mean, it's not just one thing that I can Brunia using this like manual thing. So that's why it's expensive. No, yeah, it's not exactly. that. It's the entire process. process. And the people And involved. the transparency. Yeah, the transparency of the people involved in the process that they have. That's what you're paying for. Another that I wanted to also highlight is... You're paying for Because we're talking about... Yeah, the craft. Because there are a lot of people who would also package their beans as like, locally sourced but yeah. in fact it's not this is one of the things that i learned through time because you know we've been searching for producers that we can link ourselves to um there are actually a lot of people also in the market who would try to bait you into like locally sourced or like locally produced coffee True. but then when you check it um these are actually smuggled <laughs> What? These are actually some yeah that exists. I mean, these are this is one of the things know. that I learned. Seriously, they're smuggling and of coffee. Yeah, you can I smuggle mean, uh, it from like Brazil. Um, <laughs> no, our neighboring countries in Southeast Asia also produce ah. coffee, um, which is kind of similar to the pro- the coffee that we have here, and it's, it's like, cheaper. It's like, you know, the agricultural scheme, yeah, uh, so scheme there like, is different from here. Right? It's like rice as well. You can smuggle it. Yeah. Rice. Yes. Yes. Coffee. I mean, that's agriculture oh. for you. <laughs> they I can smuggle it and disguise oh, it as um, local coffee and then sell it as like local coffee like your Sagada or your Baguio mm. brew. But that's you can so never bad. really tell if real, if it really is from like that's why that's that farm. That's why it's cheaper. Yeah. Mm. And then, you know, that's so unfair. That's why... Um, that's one of the things that I learned is to really look for who is growing it to ascertain that these are really like legitimate growers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easy to track that if you really wanted to. That's why we publish the transparency of our product like, who's growing so that you can check exactly. if these are real growers or not because there are there are still bad people out there. Yeah. But, you know, really bait you into their products. Yeah. What if some people, especially the less informed ones, like I just want a coffee in my cup. Doesn't matter if it comes from a smuggled whatever. Why does it matter? Because you know this is you're the robbing. reason why <laughs> you're robbing your local growers. Hello. <laughs> in the, in any in any part of the agriculture industry, this For is the reason why your farmers are poor. <laughs> because again, um, I'm. 
I'm with the dev sector and some of the crops that I've worked with is rubber and rice. And in both cases, the farmers, the producers themselves are almost always cheated out and exactly. then forced to sell their products at a lower price because exactly. of the because of the presence of external market or foreign market or substandard because of the presence smuggled of the- into the country. Background noise. <laughs> <laughs> Why was that again? The additional noise. No, I, I cannot, <laughs> madam. The additional Girl. noise. That's additional noise. Yeah, that's additional Muggle noise. <laughs> you know, <laughs> these additional noise in the agriculture scene has really pushed the farmers further, like below. Um, below the sector, so mm-hmm. it's unfortunate. I mean, I mean, That's I mean, why you need to voice I, it out and let people, yeah, I, I, and not let. I can't imagine not become yeah. an additional noise. <laughs> <laughs> not become an additional noise. <laughs> I, I can't imagine, you know, pretending that like, oh, I, I am enjoying my specialty coffee brewed from this like True. meticulous process, but not knowing where it's coming from, and actually contributing to the cause of why other hardworking individuals Filipinos on are, the ground are still yeah are still not reaping the hard work that they had that, that they, they had deserve. given yeah so you know um it's important to know where your coffee is coming from yes. to ensure that um you are giving fair competition to local to our local coffee farmers that's and one and another thing the economy um, <laughs> yeah and the, another i i can really definitely say this if we really just give the local coffee industry a chance there are a lot of really good growers growers producers roasters that win and at inter at an international competition they're that good and still Whenever people ask, like, where are your beans from? And then you say, oh, it's from Davao. Oh, it's from Bukidnon. Or it's from um, Cotabato. And then they they somehow have this, oh, okay, so why is it expensive? <laughs> Look on their faces. Really? And then, yeah. Yeah, it happens. Especially, you know, again, if they're not as exposed to the industry. So it's... <laughs> so it's really a constant process of having to educate people and exactly. in fact I, I appreciate it when they ask so why is it expensive so at exactly. least I get the chance to explain to them because <laughs> because it's an entire process I mean you have to repeat yourselves over and over again but hopefully because you give you gave this time to try and educate others then perhaps uh, some of them would be also enlightened about mm-hmm. our very own products and Hopefully, understand the market and give support where the support is due. Yeah, so I hope people really open their eyes and ears and their taste buds. Yeah, and there enjoy so much proper coffee. Yeah, there is so much to talk about. Just the topic of coffee in general, and mm-hmm. I wish we have all day More to time. talk about it. <laughs> but I know you have work this afternoon, so I know. I think we need to wrap it up. But. God, this has been like one of the probably the most interesting episodes we've had. I'm sorry, I said 
I sound very excited like when I talk no, about this. No, I like it when you sound excited. I like it when people sound excited because it's nice to listen to, unlike mm-hmm. when you're bored and not interested into the topic. That's why I'm very, very happy that you get to choose this topic as well. And we ought Yay. to not talk about that one topic that we're supposed to talk about today. <laughs> I know from the tone of your voice that, oh, I think you really love to talk more about coffee than anything else right now so yes <laughs> it's an exciting time for coffee in the philippines because while we're not there yet it's such a good perspective like to see the thing that you love the most getting built up slowly yeah. not only in our brand but of course in the community that we have even in zamboanga city there are already Um, there's already a specialty coffee shop. There mm-hmm. are home brewers who are mm-hmm. into specialty coffee. I really hope to connect more with these people. I hope that Balud can be like a friend, not only to, like to the consumers of our product, but to other businesses as well that's similar to us. Because again, you can only grow stronger aside from the competition, but also with that that friendly community that you have. Because the community would really help you push your product, your services further and to include more people in the scope. So we want to connect more with Zamboanga City coffee lovers and specialty coffee producers. So hi, Zamboangenos. <laughs> But aside from that, like on a national scale, yeah, we are just looking forward to, we're just really, really looking forward to more people invest in local coffee as well. I've been saying it over and over again. But um, I really hope that, because again, there's science in it, so there has to be research and there has to be funding if we want to upscale the specialty coffee products that we have in the Philippines. And I do hope that more of the experts, like the real experts who have studied and really learned about the, the process for coffee, I hope that they invest their time to grow the scene here so that one of these days we could be the Brazil or the Colombia or the Ethiopia of Asia. I'm just really waiting for it to blow up into that level or that proportion. But I know that we're getting there and I'm excited. I think we really Yeah. Like we yeah, we're getting be, there. We used to be like the best in rice as well, in rice production. Yeah. But I know. Hello. To those who are listening right now, if you can support by buying locally produced coffee, then your money goes a long way. Your 150 pesos or more goes a long way. So, like, you know, just keep buying. <laughs> <laughs> And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to ask um, yeah, the support. suppliers or the the businesses like where mm-hmm. their coffee is coming from. Um, mm-hmm. It's not to attack anyone, of course, but it's more of at least getting to know Um, mm-hmm. what it is that you are brewing and drinking every yeah, morning. Where it comes from. Yay! 11.50 na! <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! It's been like an hour. Eh. More than an yeah. hour. Wait, that's short, hour. huh? Yeah, exactly. Because usually we go until... <laughs> Two hours. It's so hard to edit. <laughs> that's why I was like, I really need a trick with, with the rest of the questions and the time. Mm-hmm. Because... 
I I struggle. <laughs> I'm the one struggling at the end with the editing. Especially malamig galing ang story. I can't. Um, I can't imagine the editing. Any last words? <laughs> we hope to have coffee with you. Uh, yeah, no, we hope to have coffee with everyone. God, yes. Yeah. I know that you have work at 1 p.m. today, and so thank you for <laughs> blocking this time in your morning, the Saturday, to talk about this. It's been fun, and we—I don't want to promise because I usually break my promise when it comes to like the next episode <laughs> and stuff. If the next episode comes out a week after this one comes out, then yay! Yeah. <laughs> But if Yay. not, please forgive us. We're just humans and we're doing this for fun. Just like drinking coffee yes. for fun. But we're Thank you, Dai. Thank you, Dai. It's been a fun conversation. It You've been my coffee been. buddy. Yeah. I've been dragging you for coffee. Like, yeah, exactly. For the because I'm time. just a tasteless little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it has improved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's all for today. See you guys next time. Bye bye. This has been Christine <laughs> and <laughs> the end cat. <laughs> bye. Intro and extra music is titled "Promise" by Mac Powers. Thanks for listening to us, the little people.